what what is your go-to like take home uh lunch like lunch to bring to work with you from home yeah yeah what is your what is your lunch of choice or what will be your lunch of choice <laughs> in the next week <laughs> yeah that's the more appropriate question because i just noticed that i've never had to take <laughs> take lunch to like work or anything with me i suppose yeah um, especially being at luther like you guys always ate at the dining hall for the most part anyway right or at least you could oh yeah yeah and well because i was on so we were required to have a meal plan and because i lived on campus yeah. i just stuck with like pretty much the default meal plan most of the time which was essentially three meals a day every day yeah and you so, guys don't have terrible food so you don't have or anywhere else to eat anyway so you don't have much incentive to do something <laughs> else <laughs> yeah there's not that many other options um but and even in the summers like i had living because we were with the work I did over the summers, we they paid for us to live in dorms, and so with living in the dorms, we were forced to buy like two hundred like dining dollars things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like over the course of the summer, the places where you could use them aren't open for dinner, so it's either breakfast or lunch, and so everyone would just get lunch together. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. And so I wouldn't have to pack lunch for that. Um, I'm trying to think. It's either going to end up being, like, lunch meat sandwich type deal or, like, some sort of salad. Sure. Okay. I was just wondering because it's like, you know, I'm trying to be healthy both physically and financially. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, like, there's a big contingency from work where, like, they get lunch out every single day. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll go get lunch and bring it back and stuff. And it's, like, I'll do it every once in a while. Uh, but I try not to. Just because, like, when you think about yeah. it, like, especially nowadays, you can't get lunch for less than $10 anymore. Unless you go to Chipotle and get it for, like, seven fifty ish But even then, it's still not, like, cheap, you know? Yeah. So $10 a day, five days a week, like, adds up fairly quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so $2,500 plus a year. Exactly. So like I'm trying, I tried the salad thing to be healthy for a little bit and it's just Mm. getting salad stuff like at the base level, it's not that expensive. But then once you, once you get Mm -hmm. bored of your basic salad, which happens in two days, then you want to start adding stuff to it. But adding stuff to salads that works in a salad just starts to get expensive. And so I finally, I gave up and I've reverted back to what I did last summer, which is just chicken breast and Swiss cheese on rye bread with like an apple Okay. because it's cheap <laughs> and it works. And it's still not like, it's not like bad for me. And, and mm-hmm. that way I'm kind of still limiting my portion size, which for me is always the biggest thing. It's like, I can Same. eat healthy food. I love healthy food, but mm-hmm. I like to eat a lot of food and you know, <laughs> I try to not. So. Yes. Yeah. The the other thing that I'm just thinking of that could become a possibility because it it's something I've sort of done in the past when I've like had at least short periods of time where I've had to cook for myself is that lunch is whatever leftovers from last night. So for dinner, I'll like just cook two portions mm. if it's just for me, and then I have one for lunch the next day. That's fair. 
The only thing for that is I just really, really hate reheating food. Oh, are you serious? I, I tried that. Well, it's just, it depends on what it is, but I've just yet to yeah. make a meal that I like even, like, if I could even get at, like, the 60% enjoyment after reheating, then I would. But really, the only thing that hits that is, like, pizza, and even then I have to reheat it in an oven, because reheating pizza in a microwave is just barbaric. So Okay, we need to we need to hold the phone here for a sec. <laughs> Why are you reheating pizza? Because I don't like cold pizza. I just can't get on that train. Like if it are if it a were fool? a life or death situation and like I had two slices of pizza and no way to heat it up, then yeah, I could stomach cold pizza. I wouldn't even complain. It would be fine. But pizza to <sighs> just to me, pizza is far superior when it's heated up. And the proper thing for anyone who wants to take notes, if you're like me, is you set your oven to 350 degrees, but you don't wait for it to preheat. You just set it for 350 so that it starts heating up. You put your pizza on some tin foil, easy cleanup, on some tin foil on a pan, put it in there, set the timer for like 10 to 12 minutes, depending on how slow or fast your oven heats up. I normally do 10, and then you just let it go. The oven will probably hit 350, like 7 to 8 minutes in, and then 10 minutes is up, you pull the pizza out, it's not like rubbery like it gets from the microwave. It's still like crisp and nice and it's hot and it's good. Okay. And now that Mark's finished that rant, the true correct way to quote unquote heat up pizza is take it out of the fridge, stick it in your mouth. And it'll warm up as you're digesting it because it's delicious that way. But I don't get to taste that part of it, so doesn't do it for me. But the point still stands <laughs> that, like, just reheating stuff, like, most of the time, I just, yeah. I haven't found many things that work for me. You know, like, if it's meat, then it gets dried up, or if it's rice, it gets, like, mm-hmm. hard, or same with, like, pasta. Like, I just can't find a lot of stuff that, after I cook it, it's still add- good. You gotta make sure you got enough liquid in it. Like, add water to it. But even then, it doesn't, like, fix it. You know, like, there's still pro. Like, Mm. I know that trick. I know putting wet paper towels on top of things. Like, I know all that, but it doesn't really do enough. And especially because it's one of those things where it's, like, the more that I enjoyed the meal at dinner, the less that I'll enjoy it when it's reheated. (laughs) And the worse that the thing gets for dinner, the easier it is for it to heat up. But that's just because it was bad in the first place, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) So that, that's where I'm at. That's why I'm going back to sandwiches because I can make a sandwich in two minutes and, you know, make yeah. a sandwich that's not like bad, you know, it's rye bread, which is fine enough, and some chicken breast, environmentally conscious, and some Swiss cheese, just a little bit, extra thin slices, ideally. Uh, I might put a little mustard on it if I ever decide to buy some, but I haven't yet. And then an apple, and then I'm pretty good to go. Okay. And then I get my veggies at dinner and stuff. So... I don't know. So are you the type of person who doesn't like eating cold, like food that was originally warm, eating it cold? It, Like I said, it totally depends. Pizza, I, you already know my position. Yeah. I've had cold Chipotle burritos the next day. Like, well, I've never done that, but that's probably delicious. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. You know, the rice, like you have, it really has to be the next day. Otherwise, the rice will get a little blah. Um, okay. but for the most part, if it's still intact and wrapped in foil, then you won't have too much mm-hmm. trouble with it. Um, if only because there's just not enough air to go around to like cause a lot of trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. Uh, there's probably a couple of other things like my dad makes really good homemade sub sandwiches, like Italian sub sandwiches. Yeah. And we always have them hot. Like he broils the bread yes. and does all that stuff. Uh, so we always oh. get them hot, but then obviously like we'll keep them, he'll, he'll saran wrap them and we'll have them for the next week as well. Cause he'll make like three or four full baguettes worth. Um, mm. so like I'll have that cold. That's a good one. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I can't think of many other things. We should transition to comics soon because I'm getting really hungry. <laughs> don't worry. My, my comic is, it's not food related, but it is consumable related. Huh? It's not food related. It's beverage related. Oh, okay. I was like, what else? This not food can you consume? We'll call that our transition. Sweet. Okay. Hashtag segue. Open it up. I'm first. Okay. So Mark's comic for this week is called Moderately Confused. <clears throat> By and upon By who first glance Oh what? Who made the comic? We need proper oh. attribution here. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. MLA Chicago style, <laughs> Jeff Staler. Not how I would have pronounced it. Yeah, I think the H means that it's Staller, kind of like Mauler. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I got it right the second try. Yeah, I know. Just close enough. Sure. All right. Continue on. And it was it was syndicated. By Go Comics on September twentieth, two thousand and eighteen, on the web. Thanks. Um, Put that into Easy Bib or something. <laughs> yeah, you should. No, now our listeners can do it. If yeah, we we should this. just do a bunch of like MLA citations for everything. <laughs> like this is all we learned how to do. <laughs> MLA, come on, let's do something different. Let's do like now. Let's do some crappy like scientific journal. Well, this is what messed me up the format. most when I was doing thesis stuff. Like, I don't even know, so I use, I use like a bibliography engine within LaTeX, which is what I use to typeset everything. Okay. And it doesn't, like, as far as I could tell, it just kind of had arbitrary different styles that it did, but they weren't <laughs> necessarily associated with anything that I could tell, which just went to hey. show that, like, unless you're literally in the APA or something, nobody cares what style you use as long as it's consistent and easy to use. You know? I've never come yeah. across a paper ever in my life that used MLA. <laughs> oh no. You know, so anyway, continue on. Well all the paper okay, I'm we don't need we don't need right this now. segue right now. <laughs> I want it though. Find a comic that discusses it uh next week. <laughs> No, there's no comics about, that discuss talk about how citation. all chemistry journals have like slightly different citation formats. And I, I can annoying. almost guarantee you, you can get something. You can find something that will segue enough. Like we're not. Okay. It's not like we're here, so, like not finding weird tangents. Okay, okay, we got to go back to moderately confused here because people are going to be moderately confused by our tangents. Um, so there is w- someone who appears to be. A, realtor or something standing facing a couple who are standing in front of a building or under an awning labeled condos 
and the realtor-ish person is saying, on every corner you'll find a, no, a craft microbrewery. Oh, wait, shoot, I read it wrong. Wow. Wow. Okay, start, start like, start describing it again, and I'll cut that for you, just because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> this is pretty bad, that was, Grant. <laughs> that was so bad, it made no sense until I went to try to read the next bubble. <sighs> I'm such a numpty. Uh, okay. So, the comic, it's got just one frame. And there appears to be, like, a realtor-type person standing in front of a building with an awning labeled condos, and she is speaking to a couple. And she says, and on every corner, you'll find a, and the man in the couple responds back, Starbucks? And then the realtor responds, no, a craft microbrewery. And that's the comic. There you go. I had I had to bring this up just because I'm living in an area that like is a massive craft brewery area. Yep. So like San Diego is somewhere in the top three in the nation in general. Mm-hmm. Uh and the particular area that I'm in in San Diego <laughs> like has a nickname uh Bira Mesa because it has like mm. I don't know. 2530 craft breweries in it mm-hmm. and this is just like a town like a city yep like so it's it's pretty ridiculous it's a lot and it's not like it's not like minneapolis having you know x number because like it's not minneapolis it's like you know just a normal suburb of san diego so mm-hmm. to speak but there's just a lot and it's uh it's amusing like i i don't really know why it would be the case here but mm-hmm. it's also like you know, like I like the the appeal of craft breweries, uh, in addition to the like supporting local business type thing, is also just mm-hmm. like they always do a really good job making it an appealing place to hang out. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're preaching to the choir here. I know, but it's just I'm young. I'm new to the game. <laughs> yeah. I went. I went to one. Uh, it's actually not in this area. It's where I was uh, before when I was living right by work. But there mm-hmm. was a brewery up over there where they were doing a fundraiser where they had a dunk tank. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen or participated in a dunk tank in real life. But it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just like fun things. Like they're all and they're always like super nice and super helpful. You know, like I'll go oh, in yeah. alone on like a Saturday afternoon with my book or something and yeah, I'll just go that, find some random place that I haven't gone to yet. That's the best time to go. Yeah, because, you know, there's like seven other people there and you're just like, oh, you know, I've never been here. If I like blah, 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 like what would you suggest? Yep. You know, because I don't I don't feel like deciding from your like. 17 things that got released in the last two months <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I i think that it's funny and i think that uh i don't know for a long time i was very mixed on alcohol and i still feel like i am mm-hmm. uh just because it's it's just one of those things where it's like it, it's a it's a drug that's not viewed as such 
by yep. the populace, uh, and its effects are arguably much more dangerous than other drugs that are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, it's like at this point, people are doing something that's. Uh, I'm gonna stop because people outside my door are talking. Mm-hmm. I can loudly. hear the giggling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No respect. 24 hour quiet hours, motherfuckers. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to cut this part. Not necessarily. I don't like cutting things out of this podcast. It's no fun. Okay. Now you have to bleep it. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'll make a note as to when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, that was the former RA and me coming out to play. That's okay. Yeah, I... Well, so I went to college in a very small town that had many... That had, like, two small micro... Or craft breweries, whatever. Um, And for the size of the town, that was a ton. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Um, So I definitely spent a decent amount of time going to them and... Places like that are kind of how I first started to enjoy drinking beer. I honestly have never really drank, like, cheap, crappy beer. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it doesn't, like, I've had like I've had a sip of it here or there, but it just, like, doesn't appeal to me at all. The taste is just something that doesn't appeal to me very much. Um, and, I don't know. I think the thing that I like most about the current like small craft microbrewery deal that's going on in the u.s right now with just them being all over the place is that a lot of them they just like try a bunch of really weird things that that like in a normal like beer you wouldn't get and some of the times they just suck and like (laughs) the beer is not very good and that's unfortunate but that's why you asked to taste a beer to get just like <laughs> an ounce taste or something before you order it. Yeah, exactly. So you can screen out those beers because then every once in a while you like run across something that seems totally ridiculous and something like you probably wouldn't like, but you just end up loving it and mm-hmm. it's delicious. Yep. Well, I had a uh, Aaron and I when she was here, uh, we went to a place. God, I can't remember the name of it, but it was in this you know, big area of beer places. Like we went to Mm -hmm. a very, there's a very big brewery out here called Ballast Point. And this is the other thing. There are like craft breweries here that have multiple Mm -hmm. locations. I think that's a very different aspect to it. Yeah, Uh, for sure. Like there's still technically craft breweries. And if you go to like one particular one, like one of them might actually be the main brewer area, but then they still have like another outpost in a totally different part of uh, San Diego. Um, but anyway, so we were at this very big place. Like it, it was very nice. Like they had a big fancy restaurant part to it, but also a, an outdoor patio space. And so we went out there and we got our dinner and we had a couple beers or whatever. But then we learned that like literally across the street in a tiny, tiny little business strip mall, uh, there was just this tiny other brewery that was just hanging out there. Um <laughs> And so we went in there and they had, you know, they had like their handful of beers, but then they had, they had a big mix list of stuff. 
that you could get. And so I got their, uh, it was a stout mixed with a raspberry sour. (gasps) And my goodness, like it was a chocolate stout to, you know, on top of it. And like, like chocolate, raspberry, chocolate, strawberry, just like totally hits my palate. Like it's so good for me. And so like having that, it's just like a beer where like, I've had beers that are just kind of like, that's fine. But this was like one that was like, this is good like this is actually yeah. like, really good <laughs> and that's like a pretty like like i've always been on the fence with a lot of beers where it's like like i had a i found this random one uh here that i got in a store called dead guy ale and i got it only because the can was really cool it's just a big black <laughs> it's just a black can completely black except for the name of it in silver yeah. print and then a silver printed skeleton <laughs> like like uh in like a sitting position holding a beer uh yeah and that was like the only reason i got it but like beers like a lot of beers it's like yeah, it's good it's fine you know like it's different mm-hmm. than something else that i would have but it's not like great and i feel like 90 percent of beers are like a eh, sure and like five percent yeah. are like trash and five percent are like tasty <laughs> you know yeah uh, and this is one of those times where it's like this is good so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any criticisms on the current way things are going? Any things about the sort of like culture? Anything that you think is really annoying or stupid? Mm. Hey, dog. Gosh. Uh, I don't know. Nothing in particular, but I'm also not like enough in the scene to like have strong Mm -hmm. opinions from what i can tell it's actually a pretty supportive atmosphere Mm -hmm. like people like yeah they're interested in growing their customer base but not in like overtaking anybody like right now there's a lot of room for growth and like the fact that things keep growing shows that Mm -hmm. that a lot of places are able to just kind of start up and stay open um Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I like that fact. I like that most of them are pretty, like, especially out here, nice kind of partially outdoorsy places. Most of them have free Wi-Fi, so I can go there and just, you know, yep. putz around on my computer or whatever. Um, I don't know. Overall, I think that it's pretty good. And uh, it also is opening up uh, people to a broader understanding of, like, 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 you know referring to them as craft breweries you know i I think that that's just a word that gets thrown around Mm -hmm. but i appreciate it insofar as people are actually doing it as a craft you know yeah as opposed to like most of my run-ins with alcohol and stuff it's like it's clearly being made because like in the in the in the you know cheap beer department just to get consumed and to make some money yeah like Absolutely. you know they'll have fancy commercials but like nobody really cares that much <laughs> um and in the case of like things like hard liquor it's to appeal to a certain demographic whether that be cheap college students who need to get drunk or rich people who want to feel fancy <laughs> you know like hard liquor exists to be fancy and or to get people uh, drunk i you know uh, like yeah. that that's just my take on it just because like hard liquor like it has zero appeal to me whatsoever 
Um, and like that's just sort of my bias coming in towards it. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying I, like that's the I'm not saying that's like every consumer of hard liquor. Like people, friends that I have who like like a cocktail or something. That's mm-hmm. cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that if that's a thing that you like. Um, but I'm saying from a manufacturer standpoint, there's not a like it don't it doesn't have like a craft feel to it versus craft breweries. They're not interested in like getting you hammered or to like. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the same feeling. It's like they're there to create something that is just good. You know, like, yeah, it appeals to people because it's alcohol, but, like, at the core, it, it has a stronger feeling of, like, hey, we're making something cool and interesting okay. that people can have. Okay. You know? I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with it necessarily, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously I could tell that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your would... what is your counterpoint? Because, like, I'm just, I'm just interested. Like, I know that I made a strong statement. Yeah, uh, and I, and I don't necessarily mean it quite as strongly as I said it. Yeah, uh, I know. But I'm interested yeah. in what like your alternative viewpoint is on it. So I would, I would argue that from my perspective, your statement sounds like it's coming from someone who hasn't ever found a drink that's made with hard liquor that they absolutely love. No, Do you're you talking to that? someone who's never had hard liquor because. It just doesn't sound appealing. Okay. Because I'm not, like, beer is just, like, a very... My, my view of hard liquor is that most mm-hmm. hard liquor drinks are mixed with something. Yeah. Right? Some sort of juice, some sort of pop, whatever it may be. Yes? May... Additives, yes. Yes. And most of the time, whenever I hear about something being mixed in... You know, other than some obvious situations where you couldn't have it separately, like something that's mixed with like soda, I'd rather just have that soda drink oh, because yeah, it's one tenth of the price, and like, yeah. and I just like it tastes good, and that's whatever. Like I don't, I don't ever drink to have alcohol. Like when I started mm-hmm. drinking beer, it was like a, it's very not, you know, it's not very. uh uh like it's not frequent you yeah. know and it's because beer was very clearly something that exists in its own right without being like uh like a just an alteration to something else like it, yep. it's a different taste and a different drink in and of itself mm-hmm. and especially because i'm not drinking to like get drunk or to like have any sort of feeling in that matter like, mm-hmm. okay, I've had, like, one taste of hard liquor. I had some sake once, and mm-hmm. it was disgusting. <laughs> like, it was just horrifying. And, yeah. And it's just one of those things, like, I don't have any, like, I don't have any desire to spend the money on having, like, a hard liquor drink or, like, having that yeah. be a thing. So I just don't, I don't care. You know, it's not like a... Oh, I haven't found a drink that I don't like. Like you hear that a lot with beer, especially. Oh, you just haven't had a beer that you like. You know, and I don't. I don't believe that's actually always the case. And same with like hard liquor. Like it's not like there's a drink that would get me. Uh, but I, it's, know, it's, I would. I would disagree with that because there's so much variety. Yeah, you can say that about everything, but it's also one of those things like I don't want to get got, so to speak. 
you know okay like i don't want to be someone who drinks hard liquor just due to like my family history and my values yeah you know and that's basically yeah, what it comes down that. to and so that's why i'm just like like my feeling with i'm saying specifically with hard liquor not hard liquor drinks people making funny drinks because lord knows i know that there's a whole lot of that going on like from being in college people are very inventive with how they use uh, liquor you know it's just like the manufacturers of the liquor itself it doesn't feel like there's the same like crafty feel you don't like Yes, I've seen a couple of areas oh. where, like, you can go tour a distillery or something, but it's I just was... a very different kind of feel. I was going to say, the, from my perspective, the majority of, like, especially, like, the whiskey industry mm-hmm. is almost more of the craft brewery feel than craft breweries. Mm. Like, and, and maybe that's just because, like, due to the nature of hard liquor... There's just a lot more regulations about it. And yeah. so, you know, it's not like being in Minneapolis and now in San Diego, I'm going to see a whole lot it. of whiskey manufacturing. <laughs> and the the big thing with it is that because in the U.S., home brewing of like beers and wines and stuff like that is completely legal. People have been able to ever since it was legalized back in, I don't know, sometime in the like 70s or 80s i think yeah yeah um whenever that happened um people started like developing all these skills associated with it and so that kind of catalyzed and made the chance for this huge like craft brewery explosion that's happening currently Mm because there were all these guys who had been in their basements for 20 years making really good beer and were finally like hey we should like actually get a license and do this on a more industrial ish scale whereas with liquor it's like people either have to have skills developed illegally or just have enough disposable income and be risk takers to just kind of say hey we're going to spend all this money to do this thing that we don't know is going to be successful and that we don't maybe have a ton of skills with but we're Mm -hmm. passionate about it so we're going to do it yeah, that's fair. Um, but I don't know. I think I, I, I think, just think I think it's more socially visible the craft brewery scene than the craft dis. I don't even know what it's called. It's definitely not craft distiller scene, but like, um, there's definitely plenty of distilleries and stuff that exist that do very small batch things but you don't hear about them because a they're not in every liquor store and b they're things that like people our age typically don't purchase because just by the nature of it like craft beer is generally like around two times or three times more expensive than normal beer but normal beer is like a dollar to a can so like two or three times more expensive is still within like a reasonable price range where it doesn't seem ridiculous, but at a two to three time markup on like spirits because they're pretty much only sold in bulk sizes. And all of a sudden you've got like a $50 bottle of gin or something. And most people our age wouldn't purchase that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. That's fair. But it is definitely a, a, uh, 
case of like just ignorant bias on my part you know mm-hmm. and i think also like i just have a habit of throwing hard liquor spirits like into one big category yeah like to me it's basically all the same because it's all high proof <laughs> stuff whatever mm-hmm. the other particulars are just but like it's still even mostly though... other things what it's still mostly other things i know that but just relatively speaking yeah you know like no i totally understand you know and and same with like you you know people who care can start to split beers into various things that they care a lot about and the more that i get into it the more i understand these differences so that i know what i like Mm -hmm. but it's still just like beer you know like i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a it's an interesting topic for sure and it's something that i think our views are probably very skewed by the fact of the age that we're at. Yeah. And the fact that we've only been allowed to legally drink for a few years here. Mm-hmm. Whereas. A few. How old are you, man? <laughs> it's been like a year and a half for me. Not even. Okay. I said a few and I should have said a couple. And actually it hasn't even been. Within two years. Probably hasn't even been one year since I had my first beer. Would wow. be my guess. Yeah, because I didn't have any until, well, maybe it has been a year, but it was like a month or two into last school year when I first had one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was a blue moon. It was, meh. Not bad. I mean, it's just like, again, it, it was it's like, okay start. it was the same process, but way longer than when I, as when I started drinking tea in high school. Like, the first time I had just, yeah. like, some straight black tea, I was like, ugh, what the heck? You know, now I'm used to it. And the same thing with beer, it's like, it's it, a lot of it was just, like, getting used to it, you know? Like, just the different flavor yeah. profiles and stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. being able to almost, like, stomach it, getting my, just getting un- everything used to it, so. Yeah, you have to get used to the types of flavors to expect, because the first time you drink it, you have no idea yeah. what's coming, and yeah. so it's just so. like, uh... Yeah, I totally get that for sure. It's like if you have someone feed you food with your eyes closed, it always tastes weird <laughs> because you have no well, idea what's happen- what's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I haven't tried that, but I can, <laughs> I can sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, I'm yeah. just looking. At, I just looked at the time, and I'm worried. I know, I did too, but honestly, we're not actually that... Okay, never mind. I checked five minutes ago, and it didn't feel like five minutes I'd gone by, so... <laughs> That's alright, there'll be some cutting. Uh, alright, I'm, okay. I'm gonna move on. Already, I, I, I've actually had your comic open for the last, like, two minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay, Grant's comic is a comic called Speed Bump by Dave Coverley. I can explain why I made this choice after you finish reading it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so we have uh, the scene. A cubicle farm. Gray and brown scale. A man with a bit of stubble and a receding hairline. Some spectacles on. Sitting in his cubicle. Completely engulfed by uh, a, sh- a very shades of blue... Uh, 
small balls. And a woman is looking at him with a manila envelope under her arm, ogling him in surprise. And he says, with a bit of a smile on his face, Yeah, I know I only needed one stress ball to squeeze, but this is way more relaxing. Alright, give me the rundown, Grant. Okay, first thing is I found this comic in an elevator. Okay. <laughs> I was helping a family member who was moving this weekend into a new place. And in the elevator that we were riding up and down to move her stuff um, out of her old apartment, there was this comic posted on the wall of the elevator. And so I took a picture of it and then searched the internet to find it. Uh, and, I mean, I would have accepted like a link to a picture, but I'm glad that you found it. <laughs> oh, it was it was worth it. First of all, I just kind of liked the comic because it made me laugh a bit. Um, second thing I want to reference is so you called you said the man was wearing spectacles, and my question about that is: Are they spectacles because? The two eyes aren't connected, or are they like two monocles, monocles or like bonacles or something? I don't know. And I'll, I'll is look a bonacle up the defi- a thing? I'll look at the definition of spectacles. The the non the spectacle that is not just like an event. Uh, um. <laughs> That's taking me a bit because the the only definitions a dictionary came up dictionary def uh, dictionary dot com came up with was spectacle in terms of like a crazy event yeah (laughs) okay here's wikipedia's definition which will count as good enough okay glasses also known as eyeglasses or spectacles are devices consisting of glass or hard plastic lenses mounted in a frame that holds them in front of a person's eyes typically using a bridge over the nose and arms which rest over the ears but that typically means makes me think that despite that being our initial thought it is not necessary for uh, it to be called spectacles okay that's what i'm gonna say we'll assume that he has an activity strap behind his head (laughs) okay i searched (laughs) the word by monocle and first of all google tried to change it to bi- bionicle well that's fair <laughs> but then once i finally searched for bimonocle it came up on urban dictionary so it's definitely a word yep i'm seeing it <laughs> and it says wearing a monocle on each eye to make it look like one is wearing glasses and then the usage in a sentence is anyone can wear glasses but it takes skill to manage wearing bimonocles <laughs> i don't know why i read it in that voice but I really had a strong urge to say, hey, bro, before I started reading the sentence. Sounds like a kind of like annoyingly bro thing to say. Well, here's an, here's another thing for you, okay? Randy Macho Man Savage 11. Yeah, I definitely read it in the right voice. What? That's the guy who submitted the definition to Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Randy Macho <laughs> Man Savage 11. I read it in the okay, right voice. Okay, well... Here we go. Here's another thing that I just found on the same search. Posted by you slash manchild musician on r slash superpowers. <laughs> Bo- 
by Monocle Man, the ability to use two monocles, but you can't wear glasses. <laughs> and it has one one comment where the person says, I have a lazy right eye, and my left eye has near-perfect vision. This would actually be great for me. Sign me up. <laughs> So there you uh, go. It's a it's a it's a thing. You were right nice. and I was right. Okay. Anyway, I feel like your your reason for picking this was not to discuss bimonocles. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was something I just noticed as I found the comic and I was like, ooh, I can bring that up to be annoying. <laughs> um successful. <laughs> I don't know, I was I was just stressed at the moment when I saw it and I was like Yes, that would be awesome. But then I was like, I don't know if everyone would find that awesome. Would it be awesome to you to be just like laying in a pile of stress balls? Or would you rather have just one stress ball? I'm going to ask you a different question and then I'll answer yours. Okay. When I was a camp counselor, the question that we would always be asked or that we would always answer to introduce ourselves to the campers at the beginning of the week was, if you could fill a bathtub with anything, what would it be? So I'll just let you think about that for a minute. My answer to this is it totally depends on the situation. <laughs> Obviously, like, oh my God, a ball pit is disgusting. But if it's your own ball pit, it's still kind of disgusting, but, like, in the same way that, like, your sheets get kind of gross, you know? Uh... So if I had my own ball pit that was maybe, like, let's say, like, knee-deep in <laughs> stress balls, I think that would actually be kind of good. It wouldn't be too bad. Uh-huh. Uh, You could get used to that. You could just kind of lie down in them a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, crouch down, get some work done. You, you probably, in, probably enough... Uh, enough volume there to support like your laptop or something if you wanted oh for sure uh and you just kind of hang out but other than that you just like you know you get a little bit of resistance training as you kind of move around and stuff uh it would be it would just be really funny you'd have to figure out a way to like get in and out of your office without making them spill out all the time <laughs> uh this particular situation with the cubicle i would not be a fan of <laughs> That'd I mean, as, as you can see, someone, half of his monitor is covered. <laughs> if any of Mark's co-workers listen to this podcast, they should definitely prank him by filling his cubicle with stress balls. I've heard, I feel like I already told you this. We don't have cubicles. It's an open office plan. <laughs> I know. You told me that, but... <laughs> <clears throat> the joke doesn't make sense if I say, make a pile of balls in his... The, pre- the, the premise of the joke didn't make sense in the first place. <laughs> okay, now you're uh, just being nitpicky and mean. I'm not being nitpicky. You're being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sound like such a meanie. Uh, oh, man. No, I, I don't know. I don't think this would be a thing for me. I would definitely okay. prefer to just have one stress ball. What is nice uh my communications teacher would have a bowl of very soft rocks 
I don't know, just like those like really smoothed down ones that you can buy really what? cheap. You know, at like at like every wait, wait. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt you. What are soft rocks? Okay, not soft, like smooth, like oh. smooth glossy stones. I was so shook for a you know, second. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, technically, okay. there is the scale that measures softness of a rock. I don't remember what the scale is. Uh, Does it measure hardness? Scale. You should softness. know this. Well, if it measures hardness, it measures softness. It's not like you uh-uh. like you could say the decibel scale. Yes. No. Temperature measures heat, not cold. I'm a chemist. Yeah, you can that's say that, and that's fine. But since cold is just the absence of heat, it measures the same thing. It directly measures heat, but it indirectly measures cold as a result. <laughs> it measures heat, and it can give an indication of cold, but it doesn't measure cold. Because if you were in a space where But you want to know something, Grant? Like if I say that Kelvin, 32 degrees is no... colder, if I say 32 degrees is, is less cold... It's all than relative I... of your environment, though. If you're in an but, environment that's non-conductive, even if it's really cold, you wouldn't feel cold because none of your heat's getting conducted away from you. That doesn't... <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. This is irrelevant to the situation. <laughs> this is a tangenty episode. My communications teacher <laughs> has <laughs> these smooth, glossy stones, the type that you could get at any sort of off-the-road souvenir store, you know, mm-hmm. those type of things yep. that you could uh, take, like, a small handful of to keep in your hand while you give a speech or talk in front mm-hmm. of the class. Mm. Because it's, like, having a couple of them, like, it's something that, like, they're small enough that you can just kind of then move them around in your fingers a bit mm-hmm. more than you could, like, a stress ball. You can only just, like, squeeze a stress ball, and you can't really do anything else with it. Yeah. Uh, but having like a well, like a small stone or something, something that you can almost like fidget with a little bit, but kind of indiscreetly, mm-hmm. discreetly, not indiscreetly. Uh, that was pretty helpful too. So, okay. <laughs> given the specific instance of this comic, one stress ball would be plenty and would be far more relaxing than being covered <laughs> in stress balls up to my <laughs> chest. <laughs> Okay. How about you, Grant? <laughs> the There's a real part of me that's like, yes, put me in a pile of stress balls. But then I started thinking about stress balls are like, actually, in terms of things, they're like somewhat dense. Well, like, what kind of stress balls are you talking about? Like foam ones or oh, I was talking the kind about of like, like rubbery ones that like slowly like, depress? I was talking about like the more rubbery ones that slowly depress. Kind of like, have you ever made the okay. homemade stress balls that are like balloons filled with flour? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's why I was wondering because when people say stress ball nowadays, because so people give yeah. out the cheap foam ones, that's my immediate thought. Yep. But this would be a hundred times worse if it were those dense ones. Because <laughs> I would, I was like, well, then they'd be like crushing you. Yeah, like how would you like to sit in a pile of oobleck-filled balloons? <laughs> oh, take out the balloons, sit in a pile of oobleck. That would be awesome. That's a bucket list uh, item. I mean, that would be a, that would be a science experiment worth having. It's just like making a. I've pool been so of close before, but. I don't think you'd want to do that while at work. 
Yeah. I once yeah. made a whole tub of oobleck, so it was just enough to take three steps on, like, running across it. Yeah. It was one of the funnest experiences of my life. I had so much fun with it. It also took, like, 25 pounds of cornstarch, which, thankfully, I was able to obtain for free. 